Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. It is that time of year again. President Biden delivers his second State of the Union address tonight, this time with Republicans in charge of the House. The speech is expected to serve as sort of a de facto kickoff for the president's reelection campaign. And you can hear that speech live right here on KCBS starting at 6 o'clock, followed by the Republican response and our analysis and reaction. So what should we expect from the president tonight? Well, for one... We expect him to emphasize how well the economy is doing on his watch, at least from his point of view. Record low unemployment, inflation falling, the stock market rising. Mr. Biden will tout his domestic policies. He'll say the state of our union is strong, stronger than it was when he took office. He'll talk about his accomplishments, passing the infrastructure bill, leading the country out of the pandemic. He'll call for the two parties to work together to enact more of his agenda. And on that subject, he's going to reemphasize what he is calling his unity agenda, Patty and Brett. So what does that entail? Okay, well, the unity agenda is sort of building on what he uh, had announced in his his first State of the Union address last year. It's things that, you know, nobody would be against. So the the four pieces of it are ending cancer. Okay, I don't know anybody who's not for that. Um, Delivering on, you know, obligations to veterans. Everybody loves the vets. Tackling the mental health crisis and stopping the opioid and overdose epidemic. I mean, those seem like low-hanging fruit in that... uh, is there anyone who's against those things? On the other hand, they're very difficult things to do. I mean, ending cancer as we know it, that, you know, that's a lot easier said than done. We all know how, how problematic the opioid epidemic has been, mental health and what it's meant for people on the streets. So probably the easiest one there is veterans. But um, the idea is that he's going to introduce or get introduced bills, and some of them were already introduced, um, and some of them passed, actually, with bipartisan support. So he's looking for things that he can get Republicans to rally behind so he can you know, claim more bipartisan achievements. Uh, as opposed to, you know, these controversial things like the debt ceiling where they reach a stalemate. So he's going to really hammer this tonight to talk about, you know, how he wants everybody to come together and rally around these ideas. What about long-delayed reforms of the police department? We know that he has invited Tyree Nichols' parents to join him at the State of the Union. Yeah, he's going to talk about that, too. I mean, every time there's one of these... uh, shootings or, or uh, beatings by police, you know, a death uh, that's controversial, it, it brings us up again. And he's going, he's going to talk about police reform. He's going to have, there'll be a number of guests in the audience, as well as, you know, his parents, um, folk to, for him to use to illustrate that issue. I don't know if it's going to get anywhere, though, in the Congress, especially now that Kevin McCarthy's in charge and not Nancy Pelosi. But um, he's going to talk about it. There'll be a lot of things like that that he brings up. Um, he'll talk about the mass shootings. He'll probably call for some sort of gun control. And of course, you know, criminal justice reform, police reform. It doesn't mean, you know, calling for something on the night of the State of the Union, there's a long way to go from that to actually seeing something done in Washington. Very good point. There sure seems to be a huge disconnect between the economic numbers and the way voters feel about the economy. What's going on there? 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at this, unemployment hasn't been this low in 54 years. I mean, you're talking about, you know, 1969. Um, the inflation's coming down. Yes, gas prices have started going up again. Nobody's happy about that. But overall, inflation's coming down. People thought we'd be in a recession by now. GDP grew almost 3% last quarter. So we could still get into one this year. But at the moment, we're not in a recession. And many people feel like we are, but we're not. Uh, things are generally going fairly well on the economy now. If you are struggling or you don't have enough money or you got laid off or you're you know, poor to begin with, it's not working so well for you. There's still a massive wealth gap, an equity gap, a pay gap. So it's all relative, of course, to your own situation. But overall, the economy is doing fairly well. But in the polling, and there were just a couple polls out this week, one from CBS and one from um, Washington Post, people don't think the economy is strong. People think it's worse. They think Biden is making it worse. He's not getting any credit for uh, the low unemployment and the improving situation on inflation. People think his policies are failing and they don't really like him that much. I mean, his approval rating stays in the low 40s. But in this poll that came out yesterday, only 37% of people even think he should run again. Uh, or 37% of Democrats think he should run again. Only 22% overall think he should run again. So even though he can get out there tonight and tout these numbers and say things are going well, it seems like either people have already tuned him out or it's just not resonating with them where they don't think it's true. I wanted to ask you about that poll in particular, Doug, because, you know, the speech tonight is supposed to be a test run for his reelection message. Yet a lot of Democrats don't want him to run again. Do you think that's a ch- there's a chance that won't happen? No, I think he's going to run again. But I will say this right before the midterms and where, of course, the Democrats did better than expected. Um, a majority of Democrats did want him to run again. It was over 50%. Uh, and overall, the country was feeling pretty good about him running again. The last couple of weeks, I-, I think the classified document thing hurt him. I think the Chinese balloon probably hurt him. A number of things hurt him. Uh, and at the moment, he's more at a low point. Now, this is his chance tonight to come out and make people feel better about him. Perhaps if you take that survey next week, those numbers will tick up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, think about it. You go back a couple of years, people were never that excited about Joe Biden for president. They just didn't want Donald Trump to be president. And so he won and it was very close. If it's Biden versus Trump again in two years, and nobody seems to want that in this polling, you know, a lot of Americans say, you know, please don't give us that again. He'll probably win because of all the negatives on Trump. But it's hard for people to get that excited about Joe Biden. So, you know, he's 80 years old. He's already the oldest president ever. He would be 86 at the end of a second term. People are ready for new blood. And I think that's what you're seeing reflected in that poll. I'm looking for an Obama moment when Justice Alioto reacted to the president's dismay with the Supreme Court decision on uh, Citizens United. Uh, You may recall that moment. Alioto could be seen shaking his head and saying something or mouthing something like not true. Do you think the president will address the Roe v. Wade reversal? Yeah, I mean, that was a very famous moment when, when Justice Alito, you know, he, he was basically calling the president a liar in front of everyone on national TV. Um, I, I, you know, it's interesting because the Republicans, probably not the Supreme Court, but the members of the House have been warned by Kevin McCarthy to behave themselves tonight and to observe decorum and, you know, don't try to make Biden look bad. Um, of course, that doesn't mean Alito can't do something like that again. But I do think um, the president will bring up abortion rights. I would be stunned if he doesn't. Um, most Americans support abortion rights. Most Americans did not want Roe v. Wade overturned. It was obviously a signature issue for the Democrats in November. 
signature issue for him running again for president, because one of the central arguments is it matters whether the president is a Democrat or a Republican because of look at how the Supreme Court has moved so far to the right. So I would be stunned if he did not bring up abortion rights and say something to the effect of, you know, he's going to protect women's rights uh, and, and sort of lay the groundwork for that to be a centerpiece of his campaign for reelection next year. Thanks, Doug. All right. Now, remember, we're going to have the speech live for you at six o'clock. There's a Republican response from the new Arkansas governor, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. After that, we'll be on with analysis and reaction. Uh, you can watch it. If you go to our website, there's a place to link where you could see it as well. But you can, you're certainly welcome to listen to it on KCBS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 